Hi there. Welcome to Kira Kira Studios' first podcast. My name is Shayla Simons, and I'll be one of your hosts for the show. Joining me are my co-hosts, are Francesca, a.k.a. Mickey Callender, Darian Blanchett, and Deanna Mongaray. You can call Mickey the mother of our group, even though she definitely resents that, as well as a Black female animator and gamer. I had the privilege of not only going to school with her, but also she was my roommate for three years. Our friend, Darian Blanchett, is also an avid gamer and lover of Final Fantasy. And Diana Mongarai is an illustrator with a passion for anime and probably someone you would be awarded the Real Life Sojo Protagonist Award if there was an award like that out there. We will also have our own friends and guests in between to help us discuss the different topics we enjoy as they come. But before we get into our first episode, I want to give you some background on why we started this show. If you haven't noticed, being a person of color, pop culture lover in the year 2020 is still a foreign concept. The idea that someone of color or someone of African descent can enjoy the art of storytelling through frame-by-frame movement is so confounding to people. This goes for most women of color in pop culture. They are often found with ridicule or disbelief, thinking we are trying to gain attention to the male eyes, which is not true at all. I have loved cartoons and video games since I was a child, spending my days watching and learning from pop culture that inspired me. But it seems that more and more, we're finding like other like-minded individuals relegated to the corners based on their race or gender and not receiving seats at the table. This is why I'm creating this podcast, in which me and my friends discuss most of our favorite topics ranging from cartoons and movies to anime and video games. It's a start to bring a conversation from our perspective. Also, personally, I don't hear a lot of Black women talking about it together unless it's in the privacy of our groups. Whether we're having an actual intellectual discussion of pop culture or simply laughing our asses off as friends, I think this will be a fun project that we can do together until we get bored or until we are free to leave our houses. Without further ado, Kira Kira Studios presents Kira Kira Discusses. Hey y'all, this is Shayla, and welcome to our first inaugural episode of Kira Kira Discusses, presented by Kira Kira Studios. And with me, I have today, Diana, Darian, and Mickey. But who are these people, you ask? Well, we're just going to break that down real quick. Uh, Just say a quick hello, you guys. My name is Diana. I'm Darian. Nikki, are you there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's Sorry. okay. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Mickey. All right. So uh, we're going to start this podcast off, our first podcast, by just saying we are, if you don't know us, but uh, don't know us at all, we are all women of color. Um, I am black. Uh, Mickey is black and Darian is black. And Diana is Latinx, and we're here to just discuss a bit of podcast stuff with you guys today. And we have a couple of topics, but overall, we're just here to hang out with you guys. So uh, we're really excited to bring you this new show of ours. And so, yeah, are you guys excited? What do you think? Yeah, I'm Dude, definitely excited into it. Dude, I've been excited. <laughs> yes, let's I go. Mean, basically, like 
um, this kind of all started. Well, one, I've always wanted to do a podcast. It's been like my dream for like mm-hmm. a long time. But like also, I mean, there is like this huge elephant in the room called uh, Corona. So I'm like, what? The-? And we're all stuck in our houses. And I was thinking to myself, well, why not? Like, what else better thing to do than just make a podcast? Yeah, we're all stuck in the house anyway. So why not? I think it's a good chance to do something different and stuff like that. But yeah, um, so we're going to be talking about a few news stories that we've been going on. Um, one of the things I want to talk about is that since this whole quarantine and um, Corona thing has been going on, basically a bunch of animated movies and even like uh, live action movies have been making the switch over to direct to streaming. Like they're not yeah. even like, they're not even like bothering with um with going to the movie theaters because they are closed unless you go to a dine, dine, uh, mm-hmm. drive-in ones. And so one mm-hmm. co- the biggest one that started the trend was Trolls World Tour. Has anyone of y'all seen that yet? Not yet. Not yet, but I wanted to. <laughs> I've had, I, I haven't seen it yet, but I plan on trying to stream it with, with my younger cousin because the trailer alone, it looks amazing. Yeah! Amazing. Like it's beautiful. Like I got the chance to see it um a couple weeks ago, and like I love the different art styles. Like they really like upped up the oh, yeah. amp, amp, the amp. Oh, I can't talk. The upped up the ante with like the animation stuff. They did mm-hmm. things along with like they did two D, three D. I can't. You, there's one part in the movie where like it looks like it's sort of stop motion, but it's just that they Ooh. cut the it's that they cut the frame rate down. I think and made it look stop motion. And then there's even a live action segment where there's like a huge a huge like a shirtless man just walking around like you have to you have to see the movie to believe uh, it but it's really weird but yeah damn it's exciting me even more for the movie yes i really like how they um they expanded the the allure of the trolls universe because i saw the first one and i was like okay this is a nice good contained story but yeah. like, but then with the second one, they went into like, oh, there's more trolls, like, and they're related to different um, music. So like classical pop, classical pop, rock, um, funk. Funk is awesome. I love funk. And probably, mm-hmm. and probably, and then country, which is hilarious, because I think their whole thing is just like, they talk about really depressing stuff. And it's like, well, oh. kind of. but that's also like it's also like country that's like fun but i guess like the core of country if you're getting to pure country is it's more talking about sad stuff i don't know i don't listen to country that much to know are you talking about like the stereotypical like oh she left me for my brother and like stuff like that (laughs) probably well no like Kelly Clarkson, who plays the country troll, she sang this one song. Oh. I don't know from like the dude. It's like it's from a dude. It's the, she sang the song "Born to Die," which in a kids' film, I'm like, oh wow, that's their introductory song <laughs> for country. Cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you think about it, even though the even though that is in there, it doesn't exactly surprise me because there is a segment that there's um. The trolls get to meet essentially like Poppy and Branch meet the troll version of Kenny G. And basically he has them in some of induced trance quotation marks. That is all I'm going to say on that. And Branch can't feel his face. I saw that and I was like, yeah, that is... I don't know how to feel about that. As 
think like the like the smooth jazz troll is like it's pretty like definitely Kennedy related, and it's just like he's there for a minute and he's out. But they also have I know Mickey would like this. But they have K-pop trolls. It's like a group of K-pop trolls. Okay, the only thing I'm excited for the K-pop <laughs> trolls really is the fact that they do essentially a dance battle with reggae. That is what I'm excited about because really use the k-pop trolls but they only had really like i think there was only like one song from red Velvet. Oh. yeah <laughs> i think so like, they were there for a minute and then they're out but the whole thing with like the k-pop and the reggaetones is that they are they like the trolls that don't have like a legitimate space it's like it almost seems like they're kind of like native americans and they're like they don't have really a space in this troll world and so they're like trying to get a space <laughs> my brethren oh <laughs> it's like that it's like that kind of politics oh. or whatever <laughs> Oh, that hurts me even more now. Oh, but yeah, like it's a really great movie. I highly recommend it. I think it's better than the first one. People are saying it's better than the huh. first one, so I'm like, okay. I mean, I like I I like the first trolls, and I like the second one. So, but yeah, I think another movie that came out was also um that that also like they took they took inspiration from trolls. Trolls 2 was Scoob and like yeah. I was so excited for Scoob because I'm like oh I like you remember this we were like in class together and I showed you guys the 3D mock-ups of the of the game <laughs> and I'm standing here like they look fantastic in 3D I think we were roasting like Freddy because he was the one that looks the most out of place in the 3D he space he extremely does I'm not gonna lie and say that they weren't very well done because they they were i love the way that velma and daphne were translated into 3d but design just i don't know it it doesn't feel right like you know the you know the live action um the second live action scooby-doo movie where freddie mm-hmm. all of a sudden had really long hair it's like uh, that okay. oh yeah but like i think they look great in 3d and like they're trying to do like with the scoob movie they're trying to do like a hanna barbera like cinematic universe yeah yeah. i'm sorry for interrupting you but yeah um it had me like really excited because i know that they like i guess like kind of spoilers because i spoiled the movie for myself i saw that they had like a dick dastardly in it and like um his little apprentice and um Mm -hmm. like one of the pussycat singers or I think, no, I think uh, apparently like that girl that's with like um I forgot his name Red Falcon I forgot his name something purple I don't forgot it Blue Falcon Blue Falcon um yeah she's, she's this she's part of this old Hanna Barbera show with a caveman which I have never heard of I'm sitting here like there must be a whole oh. slew of shows of Hanna Barbera shows that I have never even heard of. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think I know the one that you're talking about, but I can't think of the name either. But yeah, like they're really trying hard in the in that movie to make a whole cinematic universe. But I think they're like, I personally think like they could they could have just been fine making like a 3D Scooby Doo movie, and it would have been mm-hmm. fine. Oh yeah, <laughs> because they're, they're kind of doing a lot in that movie. Like nobody, nobody would have expected them to make like this like cinematic universe, like almost almost to like the same degree as like Marvel. If I'm being quite honest, right? And just feel yeah. like it feels like every company wants a Marvel cinematic universe. Like, 
um i forgot like they wanted like the halloween movie cinematic movie cinematic universe with like the mummy mm-hmm. and like that didn't, yeah. that didn't work out and so and then i forgot another one like with like the Hanna Barbera, I'm sitting here like everybody wants their own piece of that Marvel pie. <laughs> oh yeah, because I guess I've seen like how profitable it is to have like um like this expansive universe and then like make movies like correlating to each one. Because honestly, I'd be excited for a Hanna Barbera like uh, movie series. Yeah, because right now, right now is like the time to be like um, profiting off of that stuff with like everybody in quarantine. Yeah, and like the idea that the other movies are coming to like the coming to video on demand, it's like a perfect time because people have really nothing else to do. They got kids in the house. It's like how are they going to entertain the kids? I guess watch like they get a movie on demand. But the problem with that is like they're already having problems with the fact that like they're charging kind of egregious amounts for their movies. Because like, yeah. like with the Trolls movie, it's um they wanted twenty dollars to rent. And you're sitting, and that's a 48 hour rental period. And I'm saying, like, oh I don't want to, yeah, I don't want to pay $20 for a rental movie. For a oh, rental this... movie? That's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's insane. I guess to like justify it, like, you know, it's like, it's like, I get it. Oh, my bad. I was just going to say, like, you know, some like uh, in the movie theaters around like where I live in my county, it's like you, it can range to like six dollars like per ticket. And like mm-hmm. for a family of like four, it would all be it would already be like twenty four dollars, you know. So I guess they can like justify that. But usually like rentals are a week, not like 48 hours. Right. And so that's where I feel like we're already getting off the train a little bit. It's like you're already charging like $20 to rent it when you could probably what with what Scoob did is that you can either you can I think they did $20 to rent and then $24 to just go ahead and buy the whole movie. But I'm saying like, is that how much I haven't bought a DVD in years? I'm saying like, do people do people want to buy a $25 movie? I'm just like, is that what people want to do like with their money? Yeah, I mean, it really does depend, like, say, mm-hmm. if it's, like, a box set or something like that, or it's, say, like, right. a, set that's a, that a, a box set that's of a series, then that's worth at least $25. But usually for a lot of DVDs, especially Blu-rays, if anything, Blu-rays, you can normally release about $20. But most DVDs, if it's not Blu-ray or if it's just, like, an HD DVD, they're usually about $12 at the minimum. Yeah, so I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I think like they're charging too much right now. I think they're kind of like trying to capitalize on the fact that everyone's at home trying to figure out what to do. And so like, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, apparently they're doing well because like Scooby Doo was like the, probably the most profitable um, VOD sales, and Trolls did really good. Like they made like a, oh. a hundred a hundred million. Don't quote me on that. A hundred million. So I mean, they're doing well, yeah. but like it obviously won't be enough to like make up for box office sales so i'm just concerned about like is it enough honestly i feel like trolls got more in their box office sales with like the vod thing going on right now absolutely absolutely like yeah i mean we'll see like i know with the trend with trolls like they well they already pissed off the movie theater they're like you were like they were like we're not gonna we're not gonna show any more dreamworks films and i'm like well we can't even go to the theater so i'm like this is kind of petty bro but like we'll see how this goes down if there are any more movies that go like i think uh, a live action one with Ellis ross 
um, is coming out on VOD, but that's live action. But mm. who, who would have thought that the the per, the movie to make box to make um film history would be Trolls too? Yeah, so much stuff is making history this year. That yeah. <sighs> like if if it turns if twenty twenty turns out the way it is, the most prof the most um popular movie of twenty twenty is the Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh no. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> okay, I mean, okay. that's where we're at. Okay. Okay. Has anybody else seen the hunt, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie? Because, because okay, I have very strong feels just because I might get crucified for this, but I don't always think that video games can be transferred over to TV and movies because yeah, they can't. Seeing how it works and. In my opinion, it does depend on the format that it's in because I've seen th- I've seen video games such as number one that just didn't cross over well. Mortal Kombat. It was good for its time because it was the eighties. I will say that, but at the same time, there are certain games, there's certain um, genres that you just can't try to bring over something even something as like a live action movie i was very surprised with how well sonic was done even though i know for sure that there is absolutely a conspiracy theory with the whole animation oh companies design oh, yeah. which, mm-hmm. which i know everybody has strong feels about because eh, the the people that originally made that design are the, the, I, th- I believe i heard that they actually got fired and they weren't hired back to make the new design <laughs> Or they yeah. got fired immediately after yeah, fixing that's what it. I heard. I'm like, oh, that's pretty whack. But the idea. Was, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Movie, oh, sorry. It was a movie that was made. You could tell that the, what the audience was made for, and it was terrible. Oh. But I'm also gonna say that this is absolutely worth getting for that sequel. Well, so we can see Tails and Knuckles <laughs> and Amy Rose. Oh, is the, is the sequel confirmed? Confirmed. Wait, it was very. I haven't heard of a sequel being confirmed, but it was very, very highly insinuated at the fact of that at the end of the movie, you see Tails just drop down out of nowhere, and I was thinking, is this going to be Sonic X? Is this what's going to happen? Oh my gosh! Wait, is this a spoiler? Did we? <laughs> Oh, oh, I guess we. Oh, I guess we did. Huh? Spoilers for Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> Spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. I guess I'll put that in the beginning of that. I mean, it's been out since like since like what February? Yeah, and and like it got released onto like VOD like earlier than that. So I mean, if you haven't seen the Sonic movie, but at the same time, we're we're not we're not terrible people. Let's just say spoiler warning. <laughs> <laughs> Someone must have been real jazzed about seeing the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and then we're like, and then they're like, "Oh man, you just spoiled the movie." We can't have that happen. Thank you. But yeah, so what do you guys think of the trend for the direct, the direct to stream movies? Like, is this going to be happening more? Is this like, are we in the new age of like films? Like, Um, I think it's like high time that this had happened. Honestly, why do you say that? Um, you know, with like everything being like so digital, like in our era, I feel like for some people, it's more convenient to just like watch movies at home. Some people don't want to go do like the whole like, um, just like 
a whole dance and tango of going to the movie theaters. Like a lot of times uh, back at like when we were like in college, I remember just thinking like, I wish I could just like go watch this movie like while doing homework, you know, like just having it in the background Mm -hmm. instead of like, you know, like dedicating like sometimes like a three to four like hour bus ride from like ECU to the movie theater sometimes. I'm just going to go ahead out and say it. I find that there's oh. something that should have happened, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I believe that all these streaming services came out so people can watch movies and not have to pay $15 for a bucket of popcorn. Here, here. <laughs> I firmly agree with that notion. Oh, but the popcorn is so good, though. I like I like movie theater popcorn. It's better than the popcorn I make at home. I can make the exact same really stuff at home, though. <laughs> I mean, I guess you want bagged popcorn, but like, I like bagged popcorn. Hey, I it's fine. It's fine. It's just that you get that real pop smell that you get in. You walk into the movie theater, and then you're like, you you give them their ticket, and, and they they cut it, and then they go to, and you go to get your food, and it's like I would like a medium popcorn with a uh, sprite, and they're like, that'll be fifteen seventy five. I'm like, it's fifteen seventy five. And that's where you lost me. (laughs) I will say that I'm not going to lie, even though it is more convenient, like for even for something now that's happening, like I know everyone has seen that Avatar has moved over to Netflix. Yes. Yep. Convenient that that has happened, but let's say, like, Let's say, like the um, at some point, the movie theaters decided to play some of the TV episodes just at the theaters. I'm I'm just speaking completely out loud because we've seen that they'll re- we've seen that movie theaters will replay old movies such as Ghibli yeah. films. They will play Ghibli films on anniversary days or just have a Ghibli weekend. So I think that people will eventually miss that sort of feeling of being able to go into a movie theater and having the experience of just being. Able- able to sit down at the big screen or ha- like having a movie date night or something like that but I guess it's also like trying to find a balance with that because there are some people that are going to want to have that experience and there are some that are just like well I don't feel like spending 25 bucks on just myself to go to the movies so I'm just going to turn on my Netflix so boop. <laughs> yeah I, I I see that argument so, but I mean, time will tell. I mean, I do miss going to the movie theaters. Like the literally the last movie that I saw in theaters was Onward. And then this whole thing, the whole thing came crashing down and like they moved Onward to um, Disney Plus. And I'm saying like, you're telling me I could have just waited until three weeks for Disney Plus to put it on. Uh, for them for have onward to put on disney plus but like i mean you're, you're never gonna like forget those like movie moments like going to movies and stuff like that so i mean i guess only time will tell what will happen with that yeah, it could become obsolete like drive-ins i miss driving but the thing is drive-ins are making a comeback though like because they're the they're the acceptable social distancing activity that you can do out in public drive-ins are are having their heyday because you can go to them go watch a movie but in the safety of your car and you're going to be six feet away or have the actual car protect you from corona yeah oh yeah that makes so much sense what what diana oh i was just saying like the one in my town has been like popping off lately like a lot of people seem to be like coming like um even like out of state from virginia all the way over here yeah and you live there eden right mm-hmm. yeah so like uh, there's a drive-in 
in there so i've never been there but like i mean they're having their hating because that's like that's the only way that's how the movies are getting away with like showing it in theaters and if they're transferring over to home digital that's how they're able to get away with it if they're doing it at a drive-in movie and like that's the only way you can do it oh that's slick that's like i never thought of that well i'm gonna be looking up drive-ins for the rest of the afternoon nice But yeah, but speaking of Netflix, uh, segue. Um, yeah, they did put Ooh. Avatar the Net, the Last Airbender on uh, Netflix, as well as we did get an announcement that they are releasing Carb Captor Sakura on Netflix. I think in June, and so Wait, I'm what? sitting. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's oh, my yeah. childhood. I've never seen. I actually have never seen Car Captor Sakura. I just assume yeah, it's one of those. I, I assume it's like one of those anime that, like, yeah, I need to watch, but I haven't. Yeah. Like, I'm more of the magical Dore Me childhood, um, the magical girl anime. <laughs> Everybody grows up with their own like coveted magical girl anime. Mine was Car Captor Sakura. Yeah, so I'm really excited about yes. that. I'm excited that Netflix is taking that deep dive into older anime yeah. and trying to get the rights to stream them because that way people who are who want to know what these old anime are about, like with Neon Genesis Evangelion, they can, think, yeah. they, can they can see exactly like what. Because people want to be able to see those re- references. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Right. So. I also um, noticed that they put up like Saint Seiya, like a bunch of the movies. And I think like almost I think like every single season of the series, too. But Saint Seiya. No, Saint Seiya. Um, it's like I need to look it up to like say specifically what it is. Um, but yeah. Um, that Netflix is also looking into taking taking excuse me getting the rights for older shows especially older cartoons and um and anime because they're still at home it it kind of is also like your um your kids won't exactly get to have those same experiences so if you can relive that little bit of nostalgia it's it's pretty amazing because i grew up watching avatar the last airbender and i absolutely that was my that was one of my favorite gateway cartoons just growing up that got me into being an art student animation it was one of the best shows that i have ever seen has amazing character development has the greatest redemption arc you can fight me on this i'm I'm not gonna fight you because that was fantastic it covers every problem and situation that is like some of the bigger ones that is faced in society now and shows you different ways of how you can be able to handle it in a healthy manner. And it's, it was just, it was one of my favorite cartoons and I absolutely will be rewatching it. So I think that's important to probably try to get those rights. And I think that that's an amazing business move as well. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like I was watching um, uh, the first episode of Avatar the other day. Cause me and me and David got a new TV and I was just putting all this stuff on there and I'm saying like, Oh snap! Look at that quality. Ooh, I just I don't remember these jokes popping like they did back in the day. But they, it's hilarious. It's so funny and like definitely the first episode has more of that like anime vibe. Like you could tell 
that um i forgot the yeah. the studio that was working on it studio mare or another japanese studio that was working on it like they were really bringing yeah. their own game on that first mm-hmm. episode like and their facial animation and stuff like that i think i think you got the studio right yeah but yeah, I know they worked on Korra, which now we're hearing yeah. like we're hearing debates about like who's better. And I'm sitting here like like which was better, Avatar or Legend of Korra. Look, I'm not gonna sit here and tell you which one is better. I think both of them are great companion pieces. Exactly. I think I because like I, I know some people have gripes that Legend of Korra like did some like went in weird directions and stuff, and then they were treated like sh- uh, like, like yeah. crap at the end of their run. But like Oh my god, yeah. yeah. And so mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, I like, I've liked Legend of Korra. Like, I sit, I can sit here and tell you that, like, after, I think, we're, we're, where were we at? Like, six years after Korra came out, I still like Korra because I like what it brought to the series. Like, one, it brought mm-hmm. a female, it brought us a female protagonist slash avatar. And, like, she was totally different from Aang in every single way. But and she went through her own journey to be to be said avatar. And also, I just love the fact that throughout the series, we we got to answer that question of like, will the Airbenders ever come back? And they and through some like narrative loopholes, yes, they came back. But like, and I'm really happy because I was thinking like, oh man, are you telling me that Aang's descendants are the only ones that'll ever be Airbenders? It re- felt really sad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> But, so like, showed, but it also showed different ways different other other forms of airbending like um like how they mix with like how Toph ended up just becoming and just coming a complete boss and used metal bending to create a police force right like I'm saying like <laughs> the, another reason why Toph Thong is badass mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely yeah and also for those age-long questions that we have in our fanfic what did what will Aang and Katara's children look like <laughs> oh Jesus Christ yeah, yeah I was not disappointed let me tell you I know I'm sure like at least one of them at least it was like we had like one waterbender I think her name was Kaya and then obviously the airbender Tenzin and then one that originally was non-bender but then through like the i forgot the whole narrative reason why but the airbenders came back he's an airbender so i'm like great airbenders i love it yes so yeah and then like i mean i will say the only grip that i had with legend of Korra is that they shoehorned the whole LGBT relationship with oh yeah that's right Sami. I'm saying here like oh, yeah. I can look back at I'm like I did not see the signs I must be dumb but I did, I I mean but I'm like I didn't see it I just didn't see it I <laughs> I mean anybody anybody that's um, that's uh, not really but something I do want to point out is like with. I want to say that Korra started out like the red and blue shipping because after that, I think it was like Steven Universe with like um, Ruby and Sapphire being shipped together. And then um, in Voltron 2, like how Lance and Keith started getting shipped together. Yes, can we actually go ahead and say that? Because that's something that I was going to say. Like, I, I noticed that happening in Voltron as well because um I haven't seen too ma- I haven't seen too many episodes of it so forgive me that I don't know all of their names but the main guy was revealed um, was also revealed to be um, to be LGBT and I was just kind of like 
in some ways I can kind of appreciate the fact that his character wasn't solely based off of that because I get really tired of seeing the whole thing about Cora's sexuality and her be um, her essentially being bi. It kind of goes like like I have there. I've seen the same thing like for Volt like for Voltron because wasn't it also come out that the main character um like the main dude was gay or something like that yeah, and it I just think... seemed like it was just kind of out of nowhere. Oh, Shiro. Yeah, Shiro. I heard that happen too. I stopped watching. I think at season four, and before that happened, and then I kept hearing things about that, and I heard that. It that Voltron was <sighs> was trying to queer bait, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh no, oh dear, I really am not okay with things like like that because it's kind of like I I personally like the narrative of characters that are if they're like say oh there's a character um there's a character who's um who's gay great cool but that doesn't need to you know like be of their character but you also don't need to like automatically say it like it feels like it should be just a natural just like a natural thing like yes um, there's this one yes. webtoons there's one webtoon that i've been reading called crumbs i don't know if anybody else has oh, read, yeah, it, I read that one crumbs Sorry. is that on webtoon it is oh okay it's basically the story between um a young guitarist and a young guitarist and a witch who becomes part of this council and everything because she has the power to because she has the power to see what exactly is going to happen in the present she can't see into the future she can only see what is and is not absolute in the present mm-hmm. oh that's kind of cool but there's also certain things that she doesn't want to see that will and won't be absolutes, like things such as, as romance. She meets the guitarist in a bakery, and basically, at first, she was crushing on the guitarist's aunt, who also happens to be a lesbian, but she gets to know the guitarist a bit in love with him. It wasn't seen as a whole thing. It wasn't made out to be like, why do you like, why do you like him instead of just like, liking his aunt? Da, 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 da. it was just kind of like it, it felt really natural it was just like it wasn't so much that she was going after one specific person or one specific gender or this that or the third it was legitimately just she wanted to be able to feel love and mm-hmm. that is what she was able to feel. it also didn't seem like when it automatically came out that this character was wasn't like a very big thing or wasn't to make the character more likable or make the series more likable that's that was something because i checked those ratings i checked them because i was scared that that would happen well, but it didn't well, and i was really happy about that well with the rating thing i i still am confused about with netflix's rating system like like how do we know like what's getting views and what's not i mean now we know sort of with their whole popular like popular list thing on netflix oh, yeah, but, yeah. I, but yeah. i still get confused of like what what deserves to be to get a, another season and what deserves to get canceled like it's yeah. just it's just a matter of like talking about it on social media or like is there an actual like part of the netflix company that that's um looking at these numbers and be like okay this show 
has the right traction and the right publicity, let's give it another season. Because like there are some shows I'm saying you're like like Tuka and Birdie. Before I um before I that's another bit of news. To Tuka and Birdie, like they got canceled for the like at the first season and never and it was getting rave reviews like people were like yeah. applauding it applauding it for like the subject matter and these two yeah. the, these two uh, millennial women in this mm. in this city that looks sort of like uh, Los Angeles or New York if you want to and just trying to make a way and talking about especially during the time of I think Me Too was so prominent and so and like they just canceled I'm saying you're like well I don't think that's a that was a great call they also canceled she's gotta have it at the Spike Lee joint talking about um I forgot her name but like she's basically polyamorous with three men and a and a woman and I'm like I'm saying you're like Netflix what are you doing like I'm not sure if it's because you're getting low viewership or like they're the writing is trash but like these are really important shows that talking about lgbt and talking about women and you're canceling them so i found it funny i also found it funny that these shows had these shows had been canceled at first but i actually was reading an article where it just came out this was through animated animation world news Tukin birdie is actually coming back for a second season Yes, this summer, but it's not going to be on Cartoon Network. It's going to be on Net. It's, it's going to be on um, not Cartoon Network. It's going to be on Adult Swim and not yeah. Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm like, I'm, I am so excited about that. Cause I was sitting here like I was so sad when I heard it got canceled. Cause I'm sitting here like this is really powerful stuff, and it's really funny too. Like I've had a lot of fun with this show, and I'm learning a lot too. And the writing's fantastic, and you're just canceling it. I'm like, that's why I'm like, I have no idea what goes on the minds of the Netflix people. But I'm like, there. I'm saying you're like, there is a correlation here. Like, I, I'm not sure if there's a correlation or not, but it's just really convenient that like yeah. they're they're canceling yeah. these, these women centric women of uh, well, I can't say women of color for two good birdie, they're birds. But uh, women, well, in terms of she's got a habit, women of color shows. Um, I'm like, I. I like why why you know i think like what part of it was that like you know the studio that had done the series for Tuka and birdie and also did the animation style for bojack horseman and they had like suddenly become like unionized and so i think people were saying that because of it being unionized the studio was getting like a bit more expensive to like produce like um animations and series and so i think that's why like netflix decided to like not produce another like second season of Tuca and Birdie at the time and why they decided to like you know all of a sudden like drop Bojack Horseman too which is like one of the like arguably like one of their popular series on mm-hmm. on, on the platform too right like and I, I and I loved Bojack Horseman like that show it, it's it's on another level like it's not just on the level of like i enjoy it for the aesthetic and the story it talks about some really intense themes that like a lot of things a lot of shows are just they it's they're not grasping it well and like i can i can sit here and like tell you like what they're doing but honestly i can't even tell you like because it's just something that like you need to take time to analyze and a lot of other people that i know have analyzed it a lot better than me Mm-hmm. I think also for um as far as she's gotta have it, like she's gotta have it was basically the remake of um the movie that had mm-hmm. first come out years ago that Spike Lee, uh, that Spike Lee also acted in. I believe he played Mars, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, he played the OG Mars. 
And then he yeah. got he got the ooh, I forgot his name, but he is cute and he's in and he's gonna be in In the Heights. Hold on, I'm gonna find him and I'm gonna link. Hold on. Cause he <laughs> is because I showed you him, Mickey, and you were like, why is he so handsome? He's handsome, honey. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that could also that's also that's also a thing. Like I'm not sure if those show I'm not sure if something like that was canceled just because it was women centric, it was LGBTQ centric. It could be could be because there was also difficulties with Spike Lee, who has been known to have some very questionable tactics, even though the stuff that he puts out speaks so many volumes like she's got like she's got to have it it was it was very like it covered a lot of bases that especially a queer woman would be able to face however there's also like it could also be that that form of storytelling doesn't sit well with new audiences mm, yeah but I don't know, the, like times. But the thing with Netflix and all these other streaming platforms is that they have they have more creative freedom than they think. They are not bound by the cable networks and whatever restrictions yeah. they have on what they can show. Like I think I heard literally Netflix has no standards and practices. Like FCC must be having must be trying to have a field day with them. <laughs> Right. So I'm sitting here like, you could do whatever the heck you want. And so I'm like, but it's just, uh, I don't know. Also, I wanted to bring it to the, to the um, picture too, with One Day at a Time, that show at Latinx um, people and the and one of the characters in One Day at a Time, I never watched the show, but One Day at a Time had a LGBT um, Lat- Latina in their cast. And they got canceled, but eventually they got picked up by a channel called Pop. Now, I'm, I don't know if you're seeing a, a pattern here, but I sure do see a pattern with what Netflix is so quote unquote canceling in their originals lineup. There's a trend here. <laughs> but uh, there's also been... But- I think there's also just I feel like it's falling more on the I feel like it's falling more on the streaming services but trends like this this has been happening like there's certain like there's certain shows and movies that used to play on one long standing um one long standing channel or platform and now they just move over to move over to another one because it could be it could be a mix of like restrictions of creative freedom it could be budgeting it could be contracts going bad it could be anything i don't know if anybody i don't know if anybody has seen this but harry potter now only airs on usa rather than um freeform and they will pick any time to be able to show it i saw a meme once that was saying that was saying christmas harry potter weekend harry potter like harry potter weekend your mom's birthday harry potter weekend yeah i I noticed it too i think i think freeform lost the right to show the harry potter movies and that's why usa is showing them don't quote me on that they have been showing them for for years long long before the franchise even ended that was also my thing i also know that freeform has also if correct me if i'm wrong but i don't believe that freeform has also ever shown um fantastic beasts that's only been USA. I think, yeah, that's probably think. part of their new deal is that you can show all the Harry Potter movies, but and now you can show the Fantastic Beast movies as well. Oh. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah. 
Um, well, segueing into our video game topic, I they earlier this week they released new um, gameplay footage for this new game that I think that will pique the interest of both video games, video game and um, Japanese cultural history buffs alike. With Ghosts of Tsushima releasing solely on PS4, has anybody heard of that game? That. I've heard of it. Like it's a like I watched the game the 18 minute. I don't think it was 18 minutes, but it was like a huge gameplay video. And it was like, and it was, but the game is, the game is gorgeous. Like it's beautiful. And like, And like the gameplay looks really smooth and stuff like that. Like it's from the people um Sucker Punch that I think made the infamous games. So like oh. they are so they are regulars in the PS4 um, PS um exclusives. And they just like the game just looks fantastic. Like it looks like a beautiful game. They're taking a lot of inspiration from Japanese um samurai culture. Um, but I mean, I know that Mickey, you've done you've uh, have some in, insight into that. Yeah. Um, it could be they I think they're taking a lot of reference to the era where samurai the era where samurai clans were very were very prevalent. I cannot talk. But I also think that that sort of storytelling you have to be a little bit careful with because like it's a it's a way of trying to accurate as possible, or you could have a Chushingura where immediately like, if anybody knows it's the story of the 47 Ronin uh, no, I know I don't know Basically, that I think I do somewhat yeah I remember Gura is a puppet um, is a puppet storytelling of the 47 Ronin and and some Portions where it's very obvious that they are um, that the story was to talk about what ha- actually happened with the forty-seven Ronin, or it's a um, what is the word that I'm looking for? So it's another storytelling of it to try and explain everything that happened. But it was, but basically, it's supposed to de- it's supposed to depict um, portion of history, but it was also banned for a very long time from ever being shown afterwards because there were a lot of people that took offense within within the country as well oh, okay but samurai culture the samurai culture it, it goes way beyond on you know like just just living by the bushido code Right. And so that's why I'm wondering, like, what the story is about this. We know that the name of the samurai, I think his name is Jin, which is hilarious. So I'm, I'm thinking when I thought Jin, I thought immediately BTS. So I was like, Jin, <laughs> that character of BTS? <laughs> Worldwide handsome? God damn it. And so like, and so I think it's like you, you see him in two outfits. You see him in his samurai like garb and then you see him as the ghost of Tsushima. And he's like a like like a stealthy stealthy, yeah. Stealthy or um character and he's more willing to sneak around instead of being like this very like samurai figure who like uses his sword and kills people and like all, all that stuff and everything. So I'm not sure. So I wonder what the story will entail in terms of like um 
will will he be like a samurai who is always a samurai or like does he fall from grace as a samurai like how i'm wondering how they're planning on doing this doing the story because nothing's really been said and then we know gameplay as far as samurai samurai usually um, there were clans of samurai that were usually under that were usually under specific lore words so it could be that the fact of he was just going the fact that he's going around and just punishing because usually like if you offend a samurai you can very easily lose your life that may have been what you were talking about with just him using his sword to go around killing people it could be that it could be depicting a revenge story or he could be he could have abused his power because that's also a very big thing that you could have gotten in trouble for yeah oh well but just the information that's out now said that they're talking going to be talking about the first mongol invasion of japan in the 2070s so what that entails i never did that research but i mean looks really cool and interesting and it just it just honestly when i saw that first gameplay like a couple of years ago it just looks like a very like polished game i'm sitting here like oh my gosh like who know who knows what you'll be able to do in this game and it looks like it's going to be difficult i don't think it'll be dark souls level difficult but i think it'll What's cool about the game is that another cool thing about the game is that you can change the mode. You can change it to black and white and make it look like one of those older Japanese samurai movies. I'm saying like, oh, snap. Like, mm. but yeah, like, I'm really excited. I don't think I'm not going to buy it like day one, but I, I mean, looks great. Looks great. I might just buy it day one because if because just just from the small bits of gameplay that I've seen, like being able to change it to a black and white, it just makes me immediately think, oh my gosh, this is just like an, um, an Akira Kurosawa movie. I have to get it. Right. So, do for the culture, you know. There was this article that I was reading earlier oh, where I think it's a I think it's supposed to be a game a gameplay that's through um, the Loud House where Lincoln is um, where Lincoln is like video calling his friend and it's supposed to be really interactive for kids. It kind of looks like it's trying to teach kids how to use Zoom. Uh, oh, like those, like, um, oh. I've been seeing them on, like, Nickelodeon where, like, they have, like, little Loud House sessions. And you could tell it's, like, totally used with Flash because it's super stiff. But, like, what are you going to do? And so, and, and it looks, like, really cute, like, both Ronnie and, and Lincoln talking on video chat and stuff like that. And, uh, but yeah. I found out that the, um, what they used to create this was they actually use Adobe Character Animate. Oh yeah, because that you can get that on um, oh. the suite. I never used that before. I remember trying to use that, and it looked really hard. Interesting. It's also, it also kind of shows like how it's not kind of shows like how Nickelodeon is trying to adjust 
kids to this new normal of being in quarantine they video call too so why don't you try to video call with people so you can stay safe while you're yeah, home like um they're like really cool about like doing stuff during this quarantine like they've been doing like happy birthday like you can send in your birthday and they'll do like a happy birthday announcement on live tv and that's really cute they've also been trying to like do like little study oh. break things with um like during the commercial breaks, as well as trying to adapt with their shows that they have. Like, I think they're starting one like group chat looking show called like, it's like a trying to do like a talk show kind of thing. And I'm well, like, I guess I can see they're trying to adapt to what's going on. My gosh, <laughs> with- they're doing that with kids as well as the adults. I saw there was a, um, there was a commercial for impractical jokers they decided to make like a dinner party tv show where they're all just on zoom and they're all eating things that's it um, and they're just ripping on that's it, it. it's great not like no no funny business well it was kind of funny it was kind of funny business but it was just kind of like it looks like it's going to be more in the form of like skits that they're doing at home but it's also just trying to mix the fact of they're each in different places so okay gotcha yeah because that's what, like what a lot of like um cable shows have been doing like some have made the switch really well to um to just doing like uh, social distancing zoom shows like i know like cbs has all rise that's what my mom watching i think on nickelodeon they did um the danger squad the show called danger squad squad did a whole episode on zoom um i've been a, a cool. bunch and then, and then a bunch of like older shows that just passed are doing like a bunch of charity zoom episodes like parks and rec um yeah. big mouth um a bunch of other shows too like i think community is gonna do one which i'm really excited for because they're getting they're <laughs> getting donald glover back which i'm like you got you got donald glover back oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about that Zoom call. I mean, our Zoom episode recording or whatever. I want to see them do a Zoom episode for a Black Lady um, sketch show. I want to see that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I hope they come back with that. It's so funny. I guess that was really the news that I had to bring to the table. Diana, did you you were going to say something? What were you going to say? Yeah, I was just going to say that, you know, with like COVID-19 going on, like, uh, like, you know, domestically speaking, like our entertainment business hasn't been like the only thing affected, you know, with like anime, um, a lot of like anime productions have been halted. Like I know a few series that I was watching. Mm, uh, Yeah, like uh, they had to stop at like maybe like five episodes. And then like, I know one series called like Apare Ranman, like that one. Yeah, it got stopped at like three episodes before they said like, okay, I think this is like our limit before we can, we have to like self-quarantine and, you know, stop production. Yeah, that has been the news, like the rotating news with anime, like Mm -hmm. what, like what anime for the season has been getting like delayed because of COVID-19. There's a a wiki Mm. page. I think Crunchyroll has a a developing like page for all the, all the um, delayed anime and the anime movies. I'm looking at the list right now on Wikipedia (laughs) and it's just like, holy cow. Like, it's it's, it's, still growing. That's the thing. Right. So it's just like, like I, I mean, like big, big times, like Pokemon, One Piece, 
um, yeah. to like what you said, Ape Ranma, that the military detective show that everybody mm-hmm. was like screaming over because he was so cute. And I'm, I'm yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and yeah. then which other ones? Uh, I think Black Clover was another one. Uh, yeah, Black Clover. That I was, yeah. Um, another one that I found recently for this season was like Kyoru. No, Gyaru to Kyoru. Oh, what's that about? Um, it was like about like this like a gal living with like um with the dinosaur as like her roommate. It gives like the same vibes as like Pop Team Epic, but it's like more toned down. And Aww. it's kind of like uh, yeah, it has like a bunch of like skits like in the middle of it, and a bunch of like wacky zaniness. Like they even had some um, I thought for the longest time that they were like stop motion like little mini animations. But I think they're honestly like 3D animated. They're just like that, like, you know, uniquely animated. Right. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. But like, and then all the, and then movies, like the, the magical Dory Me 20, 20th anniversary film. I think that's getting released. I think that's getting released in September. That got re-released in September. And then just a, just a, crap ton of movies and then like conventions don't get, get don't even get me started on conventions yeah. like everything oh, yeah. and every convention has been canceled including <laughs> san diego and e3 and like it's just i'm just like man i hate to be the person that literally their whole livelihood is a revolved around conventions because like yeah i've been following some artists something like, like san diego comic-con hmm Mm-hmm. What? Said especially some like San Diego Comic Con because that that is the biggest con that you can go to. Right. I think they are transferring over to yeah. digital. But I'm kidding. You're like, oh. yeah, you canceled. But also, how are you going to make a con digital? <laughs> it, it's pretty much like um, I don't think it goes well. Zoom call. Let's just like. I'll go ahead. Oh, my bad. I was just going to say, like, on the other end of the spectrum, like, a big, like, anime convention is, like, Anime Expo, you know? Mm-hmm. And they didn't even, like, did, like announce that they were going to cancel the con until, like, maybe, like, a month or two before. Yikes. And everybody was just like, why did you wait so long to cancel this and, like, tell us something? Like, now we probably won't be able to, like, get our money back for, you know, deposits and, like, um, getting back the hotel money. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping that they will, because like, I mean, this is yeah, this is a this is a pandemic. You can't predict that. <laughs> like, yeah. But like, um, well, I mean, I've been hearing a lot of like people like in the anime industry that like they're literally their job is to tell to, to talk about anime news and stuff and like talk about how anime has been impacted by COVID nineteen. And so like, they're basically their the best suggestion was just like, well, at least you can um you can catch it by anime you missed. So, um, I mean, has anybody been catching up on any anime or stuff? Um, I caught up on JoJo. Uh, nice. <laughs> I just started Fire Force. Oh my gosh, oh. I need to, I need to, um, need to watch Fire Force. I got to like, oh. I got to like the eighth episode and I just stopped. <sighs> yeah, same here. Yeah, I need, to I need to catch up on Fire Force, but I started watching. Finally, I started watching Carolyn Tuesday. I also watched all of mm-hmm. Violet Evergarden, including the movie. And let me just say, so many <laughs> tears were shed. Aww. And the animation for that show is positively. That's one of um, that's one of my top mm-hmm. five most 
beautifully animated shows that I have ever seen. I mean, I heard, I heard, I heard it's beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. I like think Garden of Words, but the a lot of the highlights for a lot of the highlights for the lighting are they aren't just like one solid overlay color. It's it's a mix of so many different colors and the ending if you have never seen the ending sequence i have never the ending sequence alone is the most beautiful thing that i have ever seen and it's just a walk cycle for wait violet evergarden yeah for violet evergarden uh let me actually i'll go ahead and say spoilers for violet evergarden for the ending there's four different walk cycles that you see violet do and just watching those walk cycles was just beautiful it was absolutely beautiful wow yeah i know i thought you were talking about the carol on tuesday one because i know they did a walk cycle too at their ending and that's just, oh, it, yeah. they did a really they did a it's a cute little song that they did and then like honestly i've just been like i have not watched like i need to catch up on anime i need to watch fire force i need to watch all the netflix one that I like makes like carol and tuesday and all that stuff yeah. like and even the yeah. ones that like even got canceled like even got delayed so I'm like, I need to watch the like at least watch those and then wait until they're back on their production. But it's actually kind of interesting because mm-hmm. it's now we we kind of have an insight on how production goes for anime. It's not like oh they they make the anime in a year, depending on what it is, a year, and then they release it on that season. It sounds like they're just they're doing anime literally a week at a time, and that sounds yeah. super scary for production. <laughs> oh my gosh! I. Like- I could not imagine doing working under that like pressure. Weak. Oh my. Mm. Mm. So like it's. I'm like I'm shocked that like this is this is how they're doing things, and it's no wonder that the in- industry is like you know, you know they having the prop like yeah. I would say problems, but it's just like you like the the issues that they're having like with yeah. worker with, with worker health and conditions and stuff like that. Yeah, if you try to get an episode out in a week. Then, then Jesus Christ, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna like it's gonna be difficult. Because then there's just trying to get all the trying to get all, all the frames right, the colors, the lighting, mixing all of the audio. It's like, geez, like this that can't be healthy. But I mean, it, it, but once again, we kind of knew this as Westerners. We knew that like us coming in the animation field yeah. probably not work for us in the first place. It's a totally different system, a totally different beast. So absolutely. I wish you all luck with that one. <laughs> yes, thank you, Darian. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Darian, do you have anything you want to bring to the yeah, table? Yeah. Uh well I did find some few things, so I'll just get some numbers out of the way. Within the first two months of this year, since the whole COVID nineteen nonsense, most US spending has US spending is up to about one point six billion dollars. And that's just from gaming, gaming equipment, hardware, software, accessories, game cards, all of that. Whoa. 30% boost compared to last year. Wow. That's insane. How do you think that's happening? Honestly, I think it could be a number of things. Like, with all the sales and stuff going on, of course, people are going to buy more shit because one, they're stuck inside. They got nothing else to do. So why not play video games? And then I thought, okay, why are people playing so many video games? And then I thought, I think it's just people need something to do to stimulate their brains. It's like they need 
that connection to other people. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Like with people playing games like Animal Crossing and other. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, I think Animal Crossing made the best business decision they could ever have. Like whether they whatever whether like you whatever we you think about COVID nineteen, COVID nineteen did Animal Crossing justice because like well, what absolutely. else? What oh, else absolutely. What else are you going to do with your time? You, you, you already pre-ordered Animal Crossing. Come to find out we're in a pandemic. You're locked in your house. You can't go anywhere. Any, everything is closed. All the cons are gone. What do you do? Well, I guess I will spend the majority of my time to majority of my time playing Animal Crossing. And since it's such a time, a time staking game already, just devote your time to that. <laughs> Exactly. Like my brother, I have never seen my older brother play an Animal Crossing game. He's more of a shoot first, ask questions later kind of dude. And he's been playing that game religiously for months now since he's been stuck in the house. Right. And it's like, well, at least you can go to an island on um, on Animal Crossing. That's <laughs> you can- yeah, plus, <laughs> plus, it's like another way of like social distancing instead of actually, you know, calling or anything like that you can just have people if you actually have the console and have the game you can just go ahead and visit other people's islands and communicate that way and just it's a really cool way of going about things not just the animal crossing but other major online platforms like pc games and things like that because it's not just like physical copies it's also just like digital downloading which i can imagine is absolutely insane Right, like when I found out about the the PlayStation Four sale, like I literally like me and David, we bought like three games. We bought like Mortal Kombat, um, Persona Five, and Far Far Cry Four. And like I'm just sitting here, like, well, at least that's what I can do with my time. If I feel I can't do anything else, I can I can play Persona Five and and stuff like that. Exactly. Like I can guarantee you, most of my time has been spent playing Final Fantasy VII Remake, and that's all I've been doing and all I've been focusing on. I'm so happy I pre-ordered that. Oh, do tell. Tell us about Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. <laughs> okay, so for those in the room that do not know, I have played that. That game is part of my childhood. I played the original when I was like 12. 11 or 12, but I first saw it when I was like 8, and I was just fascinated by it. The graphics were... I will say this right now, the graphics weren't... They were, they were like uh, triangular booby kind of kind of deals going on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Block structure, so I was really curious as to, as to how they would go about with the remake, because I was worried that they are just going to change every single thing, but I was afraid that everything's just going to stay the same. Oh Lord, I was wrong. Holy crap. Because they added so much context to the story that helped it so much. Like I have felt things a lot more deeper now that I know there's like some sort of context added to it. Because according to um, Square, they said that they didn't want to, you know, just make a whole, just remake the entire game, you know, like cut and paste just with pretty graphics. No, they wanted to have have a retelling Mm -hmm. of the entire story so that it doesn't, you know, follow the same path. Like it doesn't, it's not supposed to be the exact same story, but it's supposed to be like a retelling of the original. If that makes any sense. 
Right. And I watched somebody play it like for a while on a stream. And like I can see where like, um, well, I remember we were we were playing the um, demo and like we saw that um, when they were well, spoiler warning for Final Fantasy seven. It's a 20 <laughs> what? It's a 20 year old game older than that. It's a 23 year old game, man. <laughs> it's a 23 year old game. Um, but spoilers for that. Like when when they were blowing up the bomb, blowing up the bomb in that um, first mission. And then you see that the Shinra company actually actually put a bomb they they bomb basically they bombed their own plant and caused mass like massacre and genocide and they made they basically made the um whatever the the rebel group think that they caused this i'm saying you're like wow that's a lot of context i'm pretty sure i would have not gotten that context in the first game exactly in the first game you get none of that context like none of that stuff that happened in the demo happened in the original game that's why i when you saw me play the demo once before that's why i was so freaking surprised because in the original game yeah the whole bombing thing was devastating well as devastating as 1997 graphics can get but here in the original, I'm thinking, okay, how are they going to do this up? When I saw the bomb go off, I'm like, okay, that's not as destructive as I thought. If anything, it just destroyed the, the core of the reactor. But then seeing them actually go to the lengths that they did, using their own weapons to destroy their own reactor, to basically demonize Avalanche, the um, rebel group, that's what shocked me, and that's the kind of context I was hoping for when I played this game. It continues to do that throughout the game. Some things have changed a great deal. Like I'm nearing the end of it, and some things have changed plot-wise, mm-hmm. but it still stayed rather consistent. And I'm really enjoying this so far. Like I'm very close to the end. Okay, what chapter am I on? Sixteen? Seven? Sixteen, I think. How many chapters are in this first um, first game of Final Fantasy VII? There's at least... I'm still in 16, so I assume there's like 16 chapters. If not, probably possibly 17. Okay, alright. And a lot of the original story got stretched out. Like, a lot of the segments, that's why the game is so as long as it is, and I'm actually thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. How long it is? It's... <laughs> It's about the Hey, 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 for for the record, for the record, I'm not speed running this. Mm-hmm. So and I have died like twice. <laughs> but I have played 40 hours so far. Oh oh my god. Oh wow. Well hey. It, what else? Yeah, they, <laughs> exactly. I was like, I might as well. I mean, I already got through one of the funniest sections of this fucking game. Like the whole dancing scene kind of threw me off. Oh man, I, I have not seen that fully, but I heard it's crazy. Now, I'm, I'm blown away by the guy on the motor, like when you're like in the motorcycle level, and there's a guy trying to kill you on the on the highway, and he's just like, oh, Roche! Balls to the wall on his motorcycle, and he's got like a basically like a huge like you know uh, hard on for his from motorcycling, and I'm sitting like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> When I first saw this, I was like, dude, do you, do you, pardon me for saying this, do you hump your motorcycle in your private time? Right. <laughs> I just love like it. That's something you do on your free time? <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, Cloud is looking at this fool with a straight face. I'm like, how are you not laughing at this? 
Oh god, that that has been my life. Just uh, playing that game, admiring all the detail graphics. I'm still trying to figure out how they came up with designs like that. I already figured out the whole male ballerina thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Basically, when it comes to Cloud's design, they didn't want him to look bulky. They didn't want him to look like a muscle bound dude like Barrett is in the game. Uh, so what they did was take references from male um, ballet dancers instead oh. and use their figure to basically uh-huh. model Cloud's body. Because huh. they're, they're muscular, but they're not, you know, bulk. Yeah. Cloud is a Cloud is a five foot seven, tiny little short man, and they, it wouldn't work. Oh, my gosh. I, I now understand why people love Cloud. He's such an emo <laughs> short child <laughs> he he has so much freaking snark <laughs> tifa is just like like obviously they i'm not sh- i'm still not sure what their relationship is but i'm sure they're like friends but like she's always like come on cloud you have to cheer up he's like whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever <laughs> like that one elevator scene with barrett where barrett's just like preaching like a black man in church and sounds like yeah do you really believe that barrett says yeah sure i do and cloud's just like get help <laughs> just shuts up. Yeah, I love that part where Barrett is just preaching like a black man in church, and I'm just seeing you like, bruh, yeah, bruh, stop. Uh, you ain't need to do all this, okay? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not sure what to be offended or <laughs> I don't know what to think. Right, but like, that has been my life. I adore this game. I got to put Cloud in the dress, so I am perfectly happy. <laughs> Did he look good in the dress? He looks, than, he looks better than me in a dress, and that upsets me. Oh <laughs> I'm so serious. Like, there are like three spoilers, but there are like three dress options. I got the one dress option I wanted. And why does he look better than me in that dress? Wait, you had three dress options? Yeah, apparently there are three different dress options you can get. Because when I got it, I got a trophy. I was like, you got three out of nine dress options. Like, wait a minute, I can dress up Air, Tifa, and Cloud in three different dresses. This is the best yeah. day of my life. Damn, that's so. like great. They're they're really fan servicing <laughs> you guys. Dude, this game it just has so many serious mo- it's a serious game, but it has so many weirdly out of place goofy moments where it's just like I don't know how to explain it. It adds to the world building. It does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I also want to make shout out the music of Final Fantasy. Like, I, I mean, I've heard from fan girls and fan boys alike about how fantastic <laughs> the music is. Like, Giovanni, my best friend, he would not shut up about the music. But now I totally understand the music. And I'm like, oh my right? God, music is fantastic. Mwah! It's beautiful. Oh, it is gorgeous. It's iconic. I am so glad what they did with the music. Uh, anytime I play, I'm like pumped up and hyped, and it just blends so well with the with the what do you call that? Uh, I cannot English today. Ambi- ambiance? I don't know. Thank you, thank you. Ambiance, ambiance of the scene, the feel of it, the battles become a lot more intense. Everything is just more intense. I like the one, the one track where they are in the, I don't want to call it slums, but under the, the city. And it's like this track where it's like, Duh, I'm not going to do it because that's. <laughs> it's probably copyrighted music. Uh, do you remember? It's like, I think I, it's like that music where you're like, you're not in a fight. It's just a nice track where it's just like, it's just like where you're either walking in the slum or something like that. 
And oh yeah. It's a that is a beautiful track. Like I can do work to that track. I can I can like relax to that track. And also the opposite of relaxing, I can get pumped as heck for the um on the battle music. The battle music uh is so great and like it definitely shows how dynamic and like amazing the battle music is. Like yeah, it's so well orchestrated. It's like when I played the original, it was still really good when I thought when I played through it, mm-hmm. but it also got stuck in my head. <laughs> but with this one, it's so well done. Like It kept true to the original music. They just turned it from zero to 100, and I'm just so happy. Like I legitimately cried multiple times playing this game, and I am not ashamed to admit it. <laughs> That's okay. You You cry. And I love it. I love all the enemies, except for one of them. Oh. Mickey knows what I'm talking about. What? I hate it so much. It starts with a T, ends with a Y, and it is literal two feet tall lizard grim. I hate... Mickey? Keep going. Keep going. Uh, But... I digress. Tom berries are the death of me, and I hate them so much. They are the spawn of the devil, and I hate them. <laughs> I hate them. They're so cute, but they're so deadly. They kill you in one shot. Oh, that, that's not cute at all. No, it's not. They are literally two feet tall with a knife in their hand, a lantern in the other, and they will soul attack. But if you get close, and they will freeze time in order to stab you. And one stab is all it does. <laughs> it is so broken. It's like... I was playing against one of those things. I'm like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. All of a sudden, I get way too close. All the little, all my two, my two partner characters get too close. It freezes all three of us at the same time, and just like do 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 stab do 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 stab do 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 stab. It just like took all three of us out at the same time. I was so nice. upset. I, I was so upset. I walked into my mother's. I walked, with, walked towards my mother and just laid down beside her. And she just like, "What is wrong?" It's like I got t- beaten up by a two foot tall lizard grumbling. And she just looks at me and says, "You're not doing so well with the animals lately, are you?" I'm like, not, no, I'm not. But I digress. Story is excellent. I like it so far. I'm hoping to get to the end by the end of this week. Well, hopefully we can, we'll hear more about it and, well, we would love to hear more about the t- the trust tribulations of Final Fantasy 7. I'm just saying, like, if I see my boy, if I see Zach Fair in that game, Square will be in for it. That's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say, because I don't feel like crying again, but I digress. Well, thank you for joining us today on Kira Kira Studios Discusses. My name is Shayla. My name is Deanna. My name is Darian. My name is Mickey. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. (laughs) Toodles.
If you want to support what we're doing here at Kira Kira Studios, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Kira Kira Studios. And don't forget to like and share our podcast wherever our podcast is found. Thanks and see you next time.